0: And
1: target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get him. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave, Dave like Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All
2: right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by JLD hot sauces and knives. Guys, they got the best hot sauce. Their award-winning hot sauce, Boot Ajolica, comes in hot, extra hot, my personal favorite, and Thai flavors. They also have Reaper Madness Special Reserve, made with Reaper pepper from Carolina. And for the Brave Dave, you can get the Death Shot. It has the extract of 10 Reaper chilies in each one-ounce bottle. Give that to your friends watch their face melt off. JLD has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere, including ones for hunting, fishing, and cooking. Go to jldsharpsauce.com, use the code SAINTS, get 10% off your order today. That's jldsharpsauce.com. Uh,
3: this is like yes. this is like the hot sauce of this is like the Drew Brees of hot sauces.
2: It is. It is. It is like the Drew Brees of hot sauces. So, Andrew is MIA. He's going to pill filter in here eventually. So, Dave, you were at we the game yesterday. Before we get to the atmosphere which we were talking about before the show that you said was amazing before we get to that what to you was funnier was it funnier that they gave drew Brees a laminated certificate like he had just completed an online quilting class when he broke the record or was it funnier that they flagged the saints for excessive celebration when they stopped the game
3: um I mean, it's ridiculous that they flagged the Saints <laughs> for excessive celebration. There's nothing, nothing funny about that. Yeah, it was Absolutely pretty absurd. It was funny because they were up twenty-six to six. Yeah, um, but no, it, it was. I mean, like seriously, what is? I mean, is is Drew like supposed to just go home and, I guess, just put that on the mantle? I guess I don't know about the <laughs> fireplace. You, uh, you know, billion-dollar
2: industry could could come up with something better.
3: Yeah, it's it's really funny. I know. it's. I mean, a plaque, maybe something engraved, you know, would have been I mean, I mean, a little bit nicer. I our, mean,
2: Dave, our magnet that we give people if they donate $3.28 for seven months is better quality than the laminated certificate that the referee handed Breeze last night. I'm just saying. Uh, Saints Happy Hour podcast t-shirt is better. You know, oh, the, t- the T-shirt is way better, way better. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the atmosphere last night? Was it where, like, was it, it seemed amazing on the TV.
3: Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was, it w- it was awesome, actually. Um, you know, it's a Monday night game, so everybody's, uh, you know, a little liquored up, a little bit bit more than usual for than a noon game uh you know myself included i was partaking i was enjoying myself um responsibly of course and uh so uh but yeah i mean it was it was just it was wild it was loud um you know it was nice to know that you know it it was almost definitely going to happen that night. You know, it was just a question of whether it was going to happen, you know, in the second quarter or the third quarter. Um, and of course, obviously it happened. I, I think it happened. I think it took a lot less time than I thought it was going to take. I it took it a little,
2: little bit less. I'm like, I figured it would take like right at the end of the half or right at the beginning of the third quarter. I, I but didn't, when they were hitting bombs time. early, I was like, Oh man, this is going to get wrapped up quick.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, And I mean, I would have gotten my phone ready. I I would have taken a video, you know, assuming that it was – he was going to just sort of inch closer to the number.
2: Oh, props to – I was going to say props to patron John Murphy. He was at the game, uh, and he got a fantastic fucking shot. It's on the Saints Happy Hour Twitter feed. If you go there, you can find it. I retweeted it. It's just an awesome shot uh, Traquan Smith just runs right by him. It's fantastic.
3: Oh, I got to check that out. I'll check that out right now. Um, yeah, I, so I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't expect them to get, just get it all in one big chunk with one touchdown. Yeah. You weren't expecting
2: fight. Washington to just blow a fucking <laughs> coverage wide open and have four dudes just running free. <laughs>
3: um, so it was great. It was great. You know, it, this is the first time we've had like Booger McFarlane and that Monday Night Football crew, so you know I sit. It's so in the- bad. I don't. I, yeah. I really don't. I know. I really don't enjoy it. Um, I really don't. I, I want to like Jason Witten, but I just I can't. I want to
2: like. Just, it's I not like Tony Promo. I the, I like I like Booger. I feel like Booger at least will say things that are negative and and kind, and interesting every once in a while. Jason Witten. I do not understand for the life of me why ESPN was so desperate to get him. He is so fucking horribly boring. I wish they would just pump in music instead of Jason Witten. Yeah, whatever.
1: The Saints are (laughs)
2: 4-1. There he is. There he is.
1: Hey, all I got to say is I fucking spent all day on Twitter fucking euphoric. About what was going on in Saints land, and I <laughs> had to read about all these motherfuckers putting down Drew Brees.
3: Wow, he's fucking,
1: salty. That he's, he's salty. not top ten. That it's not that his stats are not that impressive. That he's just fucking hoarding numbers. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> yeah, <no. What>
2: <laughs> I know. I know. It's like it's like they. They didn't it's like they didn't watch the Saints in twenty twelve and twenty fifteen and they don't realize that the Saints needed every motherfucking one of those yards that Drew Brees threw for to get to seven wins.
1: I tweeted this today and I'm gonna say it anyway.
2: I love it. Say it if you
1: follow me on Twitter, then you need to you need to hear this. My grandkids one day are gonna ask me about Drew Brees. And I'm gonna show them tapes of the Steve Spagnola 2012 defense. And I'm going to show them tape of Brandon Browner in 2015. And then I'm going to tell them Drew Brees had to play with that. And he won seven games. Forget Super Bowls. <laughs> forget MVPs. Forget Pro Forget the record books.
0: He won... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: <laughs> Hi. Checking in for...
1: Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seven games with the worst fucking defense you have ever seen in your life. Exhibit A of why he's the greatest. Case closed.
2: It's funny It's funny listening to Atlanta people bitch about their defense being terrible and injured and making excuses. I'm like, I don't want to hear it, you bunch of assholes. <laughs> we lived it. Uh, so, Andrew... Uh, it's too bad you- we couldn't
3: have had that, that rant in crystal clear audio.
2: Well, th- to be fair, this is not – this is an audio situation. This is not of my doing, which is usually the reason we have audio. Andrew has audio issues because, one, he just got off the tennis court. He probably beat some 55-year-old woman into tears. But second he of all, he he, he he doesn't have Wi-Fi at his house yet. He just moved into a new house. He's not going to have Wi-Fi till 2019, I think. So... <laughs> So Andrew might have might have issues with the audio, but he he doesn't sound any he sounds better than I sounded when I was trying to fix the the soundboard and I sounded like I was talking with a snorkel under the water. Andrew just sounds like he's on that's a phone. That's not line. saying much. No, right. well, that's true. So so Andrew, are you also going to gloat about your Tra- Traquan Smith prediction with yeah, the people well, that aren't patrons? Well,
1: yeah, so wait, did the patrons, are they the only ones that heard my prediction?
2: I think, I think so. I forgot okay, if that so episode and, was so free or not. you should go
1: ahead and rewind. Like, Ralph, if you were a good host, you would go ahead and play the tape. But I
2: know, but I'm not. I,
1: I said before the game in our pregame, and if you spend one dollar, <laughs> that's all it takes is one measly little dollar. But yeah. if you spend one dollar, then you can hear me basically say that Ted Ginn is out, This is the Traquan Smith coming out party. I said those words. I said that he was going to get 100 yards. I can vouch for that. They were going to get him over the top a couple times, and he was going to get a couple couple touchdowns, and that is exactly what happened.
2: So, Dave, your boyfriend was back
1: again.
3: My Uh, boyfriend's back, and he's better than ever.
1: Uh, He looked pretty good for for I thought he was pretty good.
3: My looks back.
2: Good. He looked good. good. But Dave, do you feel like he's going to break uh he's going to break the rest- the deuce rushing record and we're going to get that celebration like in December? Cause I first think of all,
3: First of all, I'm actually very mad at with at, at Mark Ingram right now because uh <laughs> I was like very I was tied up in my fantasy matchup going into Monday night and I had Kamara and he had my opponent had Ingram Ah, uh, so I wound up Ooh. losing that one.
2: Um, I benched the Saints defense because I was winning by three and a half points, and my opponent had already played everybody, so I had to bench the Saints defense because with the Saints defense, the negative number is always in play. <laughs> so, so I <laughs> said Dave,
1: Dave, if it's true love, you would offer Kamara for Ingram at this point. Well, yeah,
3: I, I mean, I, you know, obviously I'm happy to have Ingram back and uh, – you know, it's nice... It's Look, it's nice that the Saints... I think one of you guys said it. It's nice that the Saints can put up 40-plus points. They put up 40! They put up 43! need to use Camara.
2: And not only did they put up 43... <laughs> Andrew, they fucking coasted to 43. There's one thing if you put up 40... They could have scored 60 if they would have wanted to. They really but eased it off. They did.
1: I I, I think this is when... The offense, like, it, it was good before Ingram was here, but, like, now now when you look at Ingram being in the offense and Taysom Hill and Traquan Smith and now Cam Meredith is making plays, and I don't even think they really need Ted Ginn right now, honestly. And I think you look at what this offense is doing, like, they're, they're starting to fire on all cylinders. This is starting to feel like an offense where, hey, you want to take away Marcus Colston, you want to take away Jimmy Graham, You want to take away now, present day, you want to take away Kamara, you want to take away Mike Thomas, no problem. We've got Cam Meredith, we've got Traquan Smith, we've got Taysom Hill, we've got other playmakers. And it's just one of those – it's starting to feel like this offense where Breeze is not reliant on pumping the ball to Sprouls or Jimmy Graham or Brandon Cooks incessantly, and he doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to throw to the open dude. And we have so many playmakers on the field that they all they can all hurt you badly.
2: We need to talk about Michael Thomas. He got into he got into it on Twitter. (laughs) today. What what
3: wait wait, what was the deal with the ski mask? Why was he wearing this? I saw him I saw live when I was at the stadium, they showed him and I saw him I run out with the ski mask and I was he, like he, Michael he, Thomas just ran out with a ski mask. What he, the hell is he, going he, on?
1: In the off Dave, in the off season like during training camp he he made the ovation that this is ski mask season, which I think implies Oh right, I
3: remember that. I remember that that
1: he is a yeah. bank robber and that he's gonna get a bunch of money. Based on the way he plays this year, oh so it's, it's yeah. like yeah, right. he, yeah, It's basically right. saying like it's a contract year
3: for
2: him, right? And that he's yeah. calling so, him he, he, to it. Right. so he went at Josh Norman, which was great because Josh Norman said a bunch of stuff, and then um, and then he deleted it, and then Mike Thomas was like, uh, "You deleted it? That's uh, that's bullshit." Uh, so like. It's a, I think that makes it official, Dave, that like Michael Thomas, I don't know that he's a diva receiver, the first diva receiver the Saints have ever had, but he's definitely in that mold of receivers that want to be stars. They want to be noticed. He ain't fucking Colston. He's more like Joe Horn. Like He wants to be a star. He wants to be noticed. Uh, he clowned Josh Norman for getting benched, and Josh Norman, by the way, was literally crying on the sideline
3: wait was he really literally
2: yeah he was literally crying mike thomas was there like tears rolling out of his play eye. your role lol you don't even have no clout to chase i didn't do nothing but punk you all day and watch you bust coverages all game and cross your team so who really a clown and i'm gonna bully you every time i see you just so you know smiley face woman kneeling in the zen position Key symbol hash <laughs> ha- hashtag SIS. I like I
3: like your descriptions of all the emojis.
2: Yeah, I love it. I I I mean, it it's great for the for the podcast. But like, can, can that's not Peyton's? I, that's not a Peyton
3: Peyton character though. Characteristic.
1: Yeah,
2: but if you but if you're gonna catch
3: 180
2: balls, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> But, but I guess, Dave, like, where's the line? Like, where's the line that Michael Thomas can go to that even Sean Payton will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Bring it back, buddy. You can, we can do the Bonk Gang and you could tweet and you could do your ski mask and all that. But where's the line that he can't cross that Sean Payton will tell him to dial it back? I mean, I would
3: say any, anything that would potentially affect the game. Um,
1: well, the first two weeks of the season, he was fumbling like a fucking idiot.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, that, yeah, but that's on-field stuff. But I mean, as far as off-field stuff, I mean, you know, I would probably say he'd he'd probably uh get yelled at if, you know, he's doing something that's going to give their opponent that week uh, you know, extra motivation,
2: you know. I would uh, say if it's a, as long as it's not if it, as long as he doesn't get flagged for something dumb, he'll be okay.
1: My my like, I think he can Mike talk Thomas all the
2: shit is, he wants.
1: My thing about Mike Thomas is you know me, Ralph. Like, I, I don't love the trash talking, especially after the game. Like, in between yeah, in between first downs or whatever, but, like, I'm fine with that. But, like, on Twitter after the game, with the media, I'm just not a big fan. I think it's a distraction. I think it's, it's poor judgment. I think it's just, you know, move on, focus on the next game or whatever. So, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the whole Twitter thing. Uh, and what Mike Thomas did here. But I will say that Josh Norman, and this goes back to when he was with the Panthers, he has been notorious. For, and I know the Saints almost signed him or tried to sign him, but he's been notorious for talking shit. Uh, he, he, he He's constantly been critical of the Saints, Sean Payton. Um, and so you know what? He got put in his place. And the Redskins he got did. smoked. <laughs> and there's no one in the NFL, I mean, you know, they're – Roddy White, you know, I put Josh Storman up there, Cam Newton. I put him up there with the handful of players where I just love it when the Saints kick their ass. And, uh, you know, he, he deserves it. So I'm, I was glad to see Mike Thomas put him in, in his place, not only on the field but after the game. So I give Mike Thomas a pass. But in general, um, I don't love it. I, I, I don't want to see him make a habit of this. Um, I, I, I prefer the hashtag... S-h-h-h-h-h-h-h. I prefer that, and I would rather he keep his mouth shut, keep performing, and uh, let us play do the talking. That's just me.
2: Dave, we got it moving today. The the Drew Brees for MVP talk, and I think, I think last night what he did really. This is going to be his best shot, I think, to get the MVP. I know Mahomes is rolling. Which is ridiculous at, thir-
3: wait, at at 38 years old, 39 years old. That's ridiculous.
2: Well, no, it is ridiculous, but I think this is really going to be his best shot because I know Mahomes is rolling, but Mahomes has wait, interceptions. Wait, wait,
1: wait, didn't you hear Chris? In Kirk Cousins is better. Matt oh, Ryan. The. Oh, is get the, the, the fuck out of here with that. Quarterback in the NFL. Did,
3: did you not hear Max
1: Kellerman today on ESPN First Day tell us that Jim Kahneman... I can't hear this. I can't hear this at all. Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew... <laughs> <player today that laughs>
2: Andrew ran it off. It sounded like he was drowning, <laughs> and I think, I think we lost him. Like it literally, I literally can imagine Andrew in the water, his head bobbing up and down, yelling about Breeze and him drowning as he's yelling obscenities at Chris Sims. Andrew, are you there? I'm here.
1: Yeah,
2: that's that's way better. Yeah. There we go. So do your rant again about Chris Sims because we didn't hear a fucking word of it.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's not just Chris Sims. I mean, Chris Sims says that Kirk Cousins is better and that Matt Ryan is the third best quarterback in the NFL right now. By the way,
3: What are they, what are they saying to back this up? His
2: ass. Nothing. They say nothing to back it up. They just say it.
1: They just say it. They say that Drew Brees is a stat pattern. That Sean Payton is responsible stat. for
2: why he's good. Okay. I, I mean, the thing is, they did somebody did an analysis of Drew Brees, and they tried to figure out, like, of the quarterbacks with the, all the passing yards, like, who did the most stat padding. And Brees did a little bit more, but the stat padding that they, they supposedly did, it's so minuscule. It was, like, for Breeze, it was under 2,000 yards. For Brady, it was, like, under 12. Like, it's it's a minuscule amount of stat padding yards. My, it's just something my, people my, say my, that they have nothing to, is, like, <laughs> no, you know? My, my problem
1: is that the target keeps moving. And Tom Brady and Troy Aikman, they're clearly better because they won more Super Bowls, right? But then Rings, when you go to baby. Favre only won one Super Bowl, but he's better. Trust me. And Kurt Warner only won one Super Bowl, but he's better. Trust me. And all these quarterbacks that only won one Super Bowl, they're better because I said. And <laughs> Jim Kelly, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but he's better because he went to four. Like, it, it's like... The rules of engagement keep changing depending on the guy you name to slight breeze. It's fucking unbelievable.
2: You know, and and here's my theory on that, Dave, and you can you can jump in and, and shoot it down. My theory on the experts supposedly NFL network or any former player that's a talking head that says things about breeze, my theory on why they knock Breeze is they look at Breeze and see a five foot ten dude that throws for a bunch of yards, and they think to themselves, he's not really a great athlete. I was a great athlete. Favre was a great athlete. You know, Aikman was big and tall. Brady is big and tall. You have to be that to be great, to be alpha, to be a great quarterback. And they just... They hold it against Breeze that, is, that he's I mean, a five most, foot ten nothing dude. That is the most
3: ridiculous thing I've ever heard. There there is no way that that, that, that is happening. There's no way that there are people out there that there are quote unquote as you say experts that believe or that are lot a slight Drew Breeze literally because of his his short stature. Uh that's that's not possible. Well, be, what, because, what
2: else? What would be the but, other reason? They're because they're not, they're, cause they're not really know. using facts. They're they're I moving the goalposts wherever they want them. I mean, let, let's let's look. Let's use their
3: let's use their argument. Okay, yeah, let, yeah, yes. Drew Brees is, is smaller. He he can't possibly be he can't possibly be good uh, or as good as Brady or Aikman or whatever because he's not as tall. He's not as big. Whatever. Uh, that's. That's counterintuitive. If Drew Brees accomplished everything he accomplished while being small, he has to be that much more athletic and that much greater
1: than all these guys (laughs) who had the physical advantages to begin with. I mean, I mean, for me, for me, another another popular argument is that he's not the best of the passing era that, you know, that. One era ago, Brady and Manning were one and two, and Breeze was kind of number three behind them. And now it's kind of Brady and Rodgers, and Breeze is number three behind them.
2: Well, my what response, the fuck? If, if you're going to do it, it by passing era, where the Breeze, numbers.
1: Breeze played Peyton Manning in a Super Bowl, and he beat him. handed him his ass, in case we forgot that. The second thing is. Why is Aaron Rodgers better? Why? Like, why, why do we say that? Like, can, can you present something statistically or just in terms of sheer numbers that substantiate the fact that Aaron Rodgers is better than Drew Brees? Because, you know what? I'm not even saying he's not, but there's a case to be made that Drew Brees is better than Aaron Rodgers.
2: Matt, Aaron Rodgers is better than Drew Brees because Mike McCarthy's head is filled with caramel and he's a terrible coach, and Aaron Rodgers won him a Super Bowl. That's why Aaron Rodgers is better than Drew Brees.
3: Aaron Rodgers isn't even in the same league as Drew Brees.
2: I think Mike McCarthy's a terrible fucking coach. That, you know. His head's filled with I, caramel. Here's it. Here's here's the thing with with the it Packers. Like <laughs> here's the here's the thing with the Saints. Even though their defense is terrible, at least you can say Sean Payton has maximized Drew Brees' greatness and allowed him to be as good as he can be. McCarthy, I watch the Packers like he just doesn't get. He's like making Jimmy. It's like making Jimi Hendrix play acoustic with Aaron Rodgers but that's we don't give a shit about the Packers so but that's my that's my argument why Aaron Rodgers is better uh Andrew have we seen the last of Ted Ginn I feel like Traquan Smith might take that receiver job and never fucking give it back
0: I don't know that we've seen the last of them but uh yeah I mean we we have a younger player that Looked pretty damn good in that game. And I, I just think we're at the point with Traquan where he's ready to break out. He just needs the opportunity. Um, so, you know, I, I still think there's going to be times this year where Ted Ginn is going to be needed and he's going to play. But, like, I, you know, right now he's banged up and he has the knee issue. And I just think when you look at Ted Ginn, like, they don't need to rush him back. It, like, like, they have a suitable replacement and, and a player they can fill in and, and be more than adequate. So, I think it's one of those things now where it's like unless you're one hundred percent and you're ready to play, we've got we're good. We don't need you. So I do think he'll make a play this year. I do think he'll come back, but I just don't think they need to force it. You know, he can stay out for as long as needed. Dave,
2: the defense was amazing yesterday and thank god that Justin Hardy didn't return that interception for a touchdown cuz i think the happiness in the superdome would have broke this time space continuum and we'd all be dead um but that pass
0: rush dave last night should you play the I, uh, t- t- should you play the Taysom Hill hype train by the way since he scored a touchdown
2: uh you mean that yes Oh, say so. Before we get to the defense, I totally forgot about Taysom Hill, Dave. You, Taysom Hill was awesome, but I feel like he's not really running the read option that great. Am I crazy?
3: Uh, no. They were talking about how um, there was one play where he kept it instead of what giving it to Kamara and Kamara would have walked in. Yeah, 50 yards. Uh, walked in. Um, so yeah, I I think you're definitely have a have a valid point i mean you know he just he's he wants to he wants to be the playmaker he wants to make the play and i mean usually he can but there are times where there's going to be a better play
2: yeah i I mean but but he still hasn't i think there's still a lot to be done and they're not gonna they're not gonna bust that out when they're up 26 to 6 and they're rolling but uh that's the final thought on the offense. But the defense, Dave, the pass rush was fucking phenomenal. I think it was their I know they only got 3 sacks, but I feel like the pass rush was the best it's been all year.
3: Yeah, I mean it's 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 like we've been saying, you know, what we want to see from this team, you know, especially from the defense is every week we want to see them improve and get better and I think we're definitely seeing that definitely with the pass rush um, Sheldon Rankins got on the board with a sack yesterday you don't usually see him uh, doing that uh, Marcus Davenport, Davenport obviously obviously getting another uh, sack so that's like two for him now and feel feeling a little better about the draft class yeah. yeah, of course. Right. Obviously, especially since you traded, you know, away some picks to, to get <laughs> that, uh, you know, if, 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 if I think we probably would all agree if Marcus Davenport is going to become the player we thought he was going to be and be a, an awesome bookend on the other side of Cam Jordan, um, which would be a big difference maker, um, then it was probably worth it. So and it, it, f- so far so good. Everything's heading in that, in the right direction. So, well, um, yeah, it, but even, but I mean, also, I mean, look, when Lattimore was injured, uh, you know, I was ready to pull yeah. my hair out. Yeah. I mean, I was ready to pull my hair out and I said, Oh shit, this is a big deal. And it was obvious it was going to be a concussion. Uh, I mean, he, he hit, uh, helmets with another guy. I don't even remember who it was on our team. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, fortunately, the Saints have a bye next week, so that helps us because, I mean, surely he's going to be going through – he probably would have missed next week's game if we had one. Um, But, uh, you know, I said, well, crap. And then P.J. Williams goes down. Fortunately, he came back, but, I mean, that's like – you know there's nobody behind those guys at this point but i mean justin hardy i mean who would have thought <laughs> i mean obviously the obviously the interception but i mean like he uh, you know even in coverage he was playing pretty damn well no he was hang- he was he was hanging in there I you mean, know so I, the, the only Caveat to any of this I would say is that it's the Redskins and that's not necessarily uh a tough challenge. I mean, the Saints after the bye. Well, we're about to beat Baltimore and the Rams and the Eagles and the Well Vikings the Baltimore the Bengals, Baltimore's so.
2: offense is ass too. Don't 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 kid yourself. But I mean oh, the yeah. thing about the Redskins though, Andrew, and before we'll get to Alex Smith, but here's the thing about Davenport, and I said this on the Patrons podcast, and I'll say it again here. I made the crazy prediction that by December Green Bay is going to – they're going to wish they had Marcus Davenport instead of the Saints' 2019 pick. I look at Davenport, and look, you can't project injuries or anything like that. But I look at him, and I'm convinced, Andrew, after five weeks, it ain't a matter of F. It's just a matter of when that dude is going to yeah. start wrecking
0: shit. Well, we talked about what his ceiling was. And, uh, you know, we preached patience and, and you know, reminded everyone this offseason that Cam Jordan had one sack his rookie year. Um, and so you asked me this offseason, you said, you know, what's a re- realistic ceiling for Davenport his rookie year? Like, what's the best case scenario? And I said very plainly, you know, that I didn't really feel like double digit, double digit sack season was in, in the cards for him. Um, just because he's raw, he's going to need time to task. And so, you know, what I told you at the time when that question was asked to me months ago was that, you know, if, if, if he can do well in practice and, and flash a little bit in games, that maybe by week, week four, week five, he's starting. You know, that he gets – get and, 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 and sure enough, week five – against the Redskins, he started over Okafor. And so now we're starting to see him play on more downs because he's been flashing and because he's been showing some, some, some improvement and and just some ability. And so now he's getting on the field more and he's getting an opportunity to show his stuff and he, and he's playing better. And and so I, 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 and I told you if that happened, then I could see the light kind of turn on by the second quarter of the season, maybe the second half of the season and that maybe he gets to six, six and a half, seven, maybe eight sacks, and that was the ceiling. Well, so far, I think the ceiling is kind of playing out. So I, I still think the ceiling for him is maybe six, seven sacks this year, maybe eight, but that would be a great thing, especially because it's going to be back half loaded. And yeah. I kind of feel like right now, like it's looking like it's headed that way if he stays healthy yeah and that so like is the, for, his, for his rookie see now now you know next year and in the future years like i absolutely think double digit sacks is in play but I'm, I'm just talking about right now this season like i i think the cards are kind of setting up for the best case scenario his rookie year yeah and that is the
2: saints hot take of the week it is sponsored by jld hot sauce and knives guys you they got the best hot sauce. Their award-winning hot sauce, Bucholica, comes in hot, extra hot. My personal favorite, and Thai flavors. Go to jldsharpsauce.com and use the code Saints. Get ten percent off your order today. That's jldsharpsauce.com. Hot take of the week. See, uh, so <sighs> here's the thing, Andrew. They wrecked, uh. Alex Smith and I want you and Dave to, to talk about this but I felt like there was a moment and I hadn't seen that in a while where the Saints turned a competent quarterback that Alex Smith was at the beginning of the game they had the nice drive they turned him from that into an incompetent basket case and can either of you remember a Saints doing that to a quarterback in a game
3: Turning a uh, a decent quarterback into a like a
2: quarterback, case? they start out decent, and by the end of the game, they're a fucking uh, basket case. Because that's what Alex Smith was by the end well, of the game. I
3: mean, I mean, you know, I partied hard in college, so my memory is not as as good as y'all's. <laughs> but I know for a fact that uh, that that we've done that. I don't know. Uh, heck, hell, Tom Brady. They benched Tom Brady, Super Bowl season. That's- uh, yeah, that's, that's true. but I, but I certainly think, uh, uh, there's more recent examples.
2: Andrew, can you think of any, I was trying to think of, of some, sorry, examples of what <laughs> a quarterback that started out the game well, but by the end, the saints had turned them into a basket case. Cause that's what Alex oh.
0: Smith. Oh, the, the, oh, because if you're gonna say a Saints quarterback, I, I could I could name a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, how many? How how long is it kinda, show? Yeah, if it's an opponent quarterback that started hot and by the end was kind of hmm, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I feel like Cam Newton has had games like that against. Yeah, the that's true. Yeah, Cam Newton's probably the one guy that comes to mind where, like, by the end, it's just like, God, what is wrong with him? Um, and, you know, the first couple drives, maybe he was decent. But, you know, it, it, I, I think what was most impressive about this game, and you look at how bad Alex Smith was at the end, it, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things where he, he's a pro. He's been in the league for a long time. He, he's a guy that, in general, doesn't have accuracy issues. I was really surprised. I mean, they really rattled him. And I think if we take encouragement from this and how well Sheldon Rankins has been playing and how Davenport is ascending and, and Cam Jordan is Cam Jordan, they, they got to him. They affected him. And we started to see opportunities down the field where he was just missing throws. And, and receivers weren't wide open, but uh, there was a play to be made there and he was missing the throw. And in week one against Fitzpatrick, he was so comfortable back there that every throw was being made, and if even if there was a small window, it, he was fitting it in there and completing it. Whereas, like I felt like Alex Smith, it was the exact opposite. He he couldn't fit it in that window to save his life. And well, here's and it's, here's the thing. I mean, even here, with the veteran like that, you hit him enough times, you affect him enough times, and it, it throws him off his game. So, you know, that's that's highly encouraging. Yeah, Dave. I know you guys don't watch Game of Thrones,
2: but I feel like Marcus Davenport is like a white walker, and I feel like the moment where he nearly murdered Alex Smith, I feel like that's the moment where Alex Smith started to go downhill last night. Am I crazy to think that?
3: Uh, no. No. Totally justified. I don't know what the hell a white walker is. So.
2: It's a, it's a, it's it's like a zombie thing in Game of sure. Thrones. Uh, sure. But here's the, th- here's the thing, like, Alex Smith, like, Washington, they don't have the person, if you're going to beat the Saints in 2018, Andrew, I feel like you got to have, whether it's wide receivers or tight ends or, or running backs or whatever, you got to have dudes that can make big chunk plays, and Washington didn't have fucking any of those, they were starting 900-year-old Adrian Peterson, who, by the way, dislocated his shoulder, uh, which Kevin was super excited about last night on the patron show. Very. So, um, but is that is are we getting to the point, Andrew, where we believe in this defense as far as the run? I'm to the point where I believe in the run defense. Do you believe in the run
0: defense? I do. And I'm starting starting to just believe that they're getting better every week and and it's one of those things where when the offense is playing this well and you've got young talented players that through three weeks or i mean to to put it kind of bluntly we're just kind of fucking up you know um but they care and they're invested because the team's four and one and they're playing for something bigger than themselves and i i just i just you see it they're getting better every week they've bought in and i i i don't uh, I mean, Brees t- is the master of saying this. I mean, it's always been his mantra. You're never stay the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And I just feel like there's talented players on defense that have bought in and they're working to get better every week. And so so in, until and unless the Saints stop winning or someone in the locker room goes Junior Goulet and blows things up and, and, and messes with the chemistry, until that happens – I just think there's great synergy right now. The locker room is at a great place. I think psychologically, you know, the coaching staff is is got a hold on these guys, and, and they're they're working hard. And, and so I, I just I just look at that, and I look at the talent that this defense has, and I just think they're only going to get better. I, I think the Saints are scratching the surface. We just saw their best game of the season against the Redskins. and They kicked their teeth in. But that's a weaker opponent than what they're going to face. They're going to face the Vikings, the Eagles, the Rams, uh, the, the Panthers twice. I mean, th- these are going to be tougher teams than these last couple weeks and these, these impressive wins they've had. But, you know, I, I keep going back to these garbage wins they had. A garbage win against the Browns where they played like shit and a garbage win against the Falcons where the defense did nothing. Um, you know, but when you win games like that, it gives you a chance later in the season. Here the Saints sit – four and one, despite really three weeks of not showing up at least in some phases of the game. And, uh, you know, if you can just grind those out and find a way it gives you a chance. And and so now as we go into these games and the saints are in first place at four and one games that matter, you just feel the confidence starting to rise and the team starting to play better. Um, Hey, look, the Rams and the chiefs look scary, but, um, you know, a lot. I can't tell you how many times I've seen these kinds of teams start fast. They have a major injury, and they start to regress big time as the season progresses. Well, the, I think the, the Ra- Saints started slow, and, and they're starting to ascend.
2: The Rams, their front half of their roster is awesome, but the middle and the bottom are garbage. They can't sustain, in my opinion, another offensive line injury or an injury at linebacker or another injury at corner. Like, the Saints... Granted, Teron Armstead is playing great. If he's healthy, the Saints' offensive line is amazing. But if he gets nicked and misses up time, the Saints can slide Pete out. They have options along that offensive line. The Rams do not. So they have the, the Rams' roster, I think, is more fragile than the Saints, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, Dave, they're top-heavy. Dave, we got a clown on Atlanta. They are fucking dreadful, and (laughs) I thought Carolina was going to regress, and maybe they are. They got their lucky as fuck. The dude kicked it from 63 on grass. It would have been good from, like, 75, but uh, how surprised are you that Atlanta is just a dumpster fire, on defense at least?
3: (laughs) Well, I mean... I'm not really surprised. I mean, they lost Keanu Neal and Deion Jones. Um, And I think that those two guys were fairly important to their defense and they haven't been able to replace them. Um, And, you know, I think the Falcons are actually currently in a situation similar to, you know, what the Saints have been in in the past. I mean, some of these games that they've lost – they could have easily won. They could have gone the other way. It's just been bad luck, bad bounces, whatever, bad coaching, bad plays, whatever. Um, You know, they barely lost to the Saints. You know, they took us to overtime. And uh, they lost at the last second to the Bengals. Uh, Obviously, now at this point, their loss against Pittsburgh getting blown out, I think that's just – now that's just a symptom of of everything else that's happened to them prior to that. You know, now they're just – now they're just in their
2: think, heads. Now, now it's even now it's mental. Well, also, do you, Andrew, do you think the Atlanta? Because we, we, you know, I joked on Twitter and I even tweeted out this the, the Spider-Man meme where the two Spider-Mans are pointing at each other. It's like the 2018 Atlanta and 2015 Saints are pointing at each other. They're the exact same. But those Saints teams, as bad as they were on defense, right in 2012 and 2015. Even at the bottom, like, we, we, you know, they hit rock bottom, the, the 2015 Saints, when they went to Philadelphia, right, and they got their their face kicked in by Sam Bradford, and they were 1-4, and, and we're like, oh my god, they're 1-4, maybe this is the year where the, the the floor falls out and they don't go 7-9. and nine. But do you think Atlanta's, because their offense is so good, do you think they're going to get, not that they're going to turn it around and go 11-5 and five or whatever, but do you think they're going to get that little 2015 Saints bounce where they're going to turn it around, they're going to get to... Four and four and four, or five and five, and then their defense is going to go back to sucking, and they're going to get their their hearts broken. Do you think they're going to get a bounce, or are they going to be like four and twelve bad? I don't know, but I'll, I'll tell you this: I will
0: be impressed if the Falcons bounce back and get to seven and nine, because that will tell me a lot about the moxie of of their locker room. Um, you know, I, I think when you start losing, it's very easy to quit. Um, and that's one thing about these breeze teams that have had horrific defenses and bounce back to just kind of middle, you know, in, in the 500 category and the or just under mediocre level football. And, you know, it's not that they were good, but, but it's that they never quit. And, and I, you know, I, as bad as those defenses were and as a fan, as painful as that was the watch, um, I, I had a lot of respect for how hard they played you know, it be, being bad football teams and just grinding their way to seven and nine, you know, draft pick be damned contract year, staying healthy, be damned or whatever. And and I, I, th- yeah. I really think, you know, you can criticize the coaching and, and, and the play of the players for having a bad year, but ultimately, like, I, I think it's a credit to the coaching staff and, and the players to, to keep trying. And so if, if the Falcons go seven and nine, like, I'm not going to lie. Like that's, actually going to be a little concerning to me because it's going to show me that Matt Ryan and and, and these guys have bought in and they're, they're playing for Quinn and they're not going to quit. Um, And and I, I think that's huge. Now, if they go three and 13 and Julio Jones acts like a punk and guys start quitting on them, then that tells me that they're chumps and the minute chips are down the Falcons fold. And that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to be five and 11, four and 12, because quite frankly, like, they're just going to start making excuses for the fact that their defense is garbage, and they're going to accept who they are, and that that's what I expect to happen. So if the Falcons go seven and nine, like I, I'm actually as much as I hate them, I'm going to make the statement right now that that will impress me very much and actually well, concern. And here's it. Here's defense. the thing, and and I wrote a column in 2015 on WWL. The
2: Saints in 2015 were five and fucking nine, and Drew Brees had plantar fasciitis. And they were 5-9, and nine, and they signed Matt Flynn. And that was like the, the red flag that Grayson was terrible, right? Because the Saints right. were 5-9, and nine, and Grayson was so bad that they were like, if Breeze can't play, we cannot put Grayson under center because he's an there. They
0: won the last two games. They ripped uh, the Jaguars to shreds, yeah, I remember. Yeah, because Breeze was, was like, the, was I don't care.
2: I'm, I'm playing. I don't care. And and that's the thing. Like Breeze could have been like, you know what, my foot hurts. We're five and nine. Do whatever you got to do. I, I'm not. I'm not risking it. But he went and f- played and fucking did it, and they grinded it out to seven and nine. Right. We'll see what Atlanta can do. But Dave, uh, if Atlanta is a dumpster fire, then the Saints absolutely must beat them on Thanksgiving, no matter what. Correct. Like if they're a four and twelve disaster. Then the the Thanksgiving game becomes a must-win because we must humiliate them with maximum uh, carnage. Is this correct?
3: This is correct. However, um, you we, know they it, are.
0: It's a must to beat them, regardless.
3: Right, but but this is the Falcons, and you know even if they were one in, you know twelve or whatever, uh, there they can always. Find a way to beat the Saints. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. You know, the big brother, little brother. Every now and then, the little brother sometimes just kicks the big brother right in the nuts and runs out of the room. Um, you know, so I mean, like I mean, that I mean you know, sometimes he just no, get it kicked. Like the like you're nuts. Speaking from experience, there, Dave. I was the little brother. I had two very much older brothers growing up.
2: Yeah. So and, uh, look,
3: I've done that before.
2: The Saints do not have a game this week, but. You're going to be gambling on other games. And if you gamble, go to mybookie.com. Use Saints. uh, Use Happy 25. Get an extra $25 on your deposit. If you do it after 8 p.m. Eastern, mybookie.com. They're the best. You bet, you win. Mybookie pays you. Go to mybookie.com. How was that segue, guys? That was was technically perfect. Practically a professional. So
0: we, because yeah. the Saints don't have the Saints don't and have. Hey hey, 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 the Saints have a bye week, but no bye week for this podcast.
2: No, we. That's why. That's why we, we keep are rolling, baby. We roll every fucking week. We trudge through seven and nines. We trudge through Bounty Gate. We do it all. That's why we're fucking number one on Saints Podcast. That's why we are fucking number we give it every week. Even when they don't have any draft picks this year, when they trade away that second round pick in a week or two, we're going to be fucking doing podcasts in fucking March with no draft picks. We'll be previewing the draft. We'll be telling you what pick they're going to pick in the fifth round. So we got questions this week, Dave. We got we got. Podcast. Alfredo asks, "Have you come to terms, Dave, with the fact that you will never see another Saints quarterback as good as Drew Brees in your lifetime?"
3: I haven't come to terms with that. I've, I've, I've had internal <laughs> discussions with myself. Um, I've had discussions with, <laughs> I've, I've had discussions with my son. You know, I've had to tell him, like, look, Dylan, you need to. You know, watch as much of this as possible because this is—you're being spoiled right now. This is—it's never going to be this good, and it's probably going to be really bad actually for a really long time before yeah, I it feel ever like that, gets good again.
2: I feel like that—that's the good advantage you guys have because you have young sons, but they're old enough to watch the Saints and enjoy it and get into it. My son is too young for that, and he's going to miss the Saints' window of being awesome. So I can't brainwash him and get him addicted to the Saints. And it's the same thing with the Astros. Like the Astros. They're never. Gonna, they might fucking win another World Series. They might win two or three in the next five years, and he's not going to be old enough to appreciate it. So you miss the window to brainwash them. Which that's why I'm jealous of you guys. You get to to hook
0: them, these Saints fans, for life. You know. Yeah. No. It's nice. It's nice to have. Oh, that. I mean, that, that's the longevity of Breeze again, man. Like you got to realize, like when the Saints won the Super Bowl, my kid wasn't born yet. He was not <laughs> born, and now he now he's eight years old, and and he it's he's very cognizant of what a beast Drew Brees is because he's a huge Saints fan now. He watches all the games, and he, he sees Brees every Sunday play like this. And so like For, you get you, you gotta think about like people that weren't born when Brees won a Super Bowl are still very cognizant of his greatness and, and it, again it goes back to his longevity it's unbelievable
2: yeah chris asks when will i get my laminated certificate for being a saint's happy hour podcast patron well chris <laughs> we might have dave cook happens. something up
0: yeah uh, i think my mother-in-law does, does has he the have the uh, does, does he have the um, the magnet yet
2: well, if he donates $3.28 a month, he can get the magnet. But uh, I like the idea of, the, of, a, of a laminated uh, certificate saying <laughs> you are a patron. We might have to up. Jonathan asks, um, Andrew, when does Breeze break print the it TD out on record?
3: Make printers.
2: <laughs> What's that, t- Ralph? The, the TD record. When's Breeze going to break the TD record? Uh, what is the TD record? He needs a he needs a bunch more for that. Yeah. I thought it was only fifty,
0: but it's it's a lot. Yeah, I mean I I there I, I don't think it's impossible that Breeze retires after the season. Um, I think if they if the Saints win the Super Bowl. No, it's five thirty nine. It's five hundred and thirty nine. So so
2: he could he could get there next year.
0: Yeah,
2: and he's um, at, at four ninety nine
3: now. So I, I yeah. mean,
0: here, here's the thing: you know, if he starts getting close, that Sean Payton's going to get reckless. With him. <laughs> he, he he will he will call the plays necessary I mean. for Breeze to start padding stats. He's always been that way. He has yeah. always done that. When he you, do you remember games like in Week Seventeen where you know Mark Ingram needs seventy eight yards or Marcus Colston needs six catches to. To do this, and it, it always happens. It always happens. So, by know, the way, players love that. To that stuff, and and they go for it. So, if players starts to get close, they'll throw every play if they have to.
2: So he needs forty. He needs he needs he needs forty touchdowns. He has eleven, so he'd have to get to fifty-one touchdowns, which wouldn't be quite be the NFL record, but it would be really fucking close. I think the record is fifty-four.
3: I mean, what's what's cra- what's crazy though is that out of the top ten leaders in most touchdown passes in NFL history, uh, only three of them are Hall of Famers because the rest of them are still playing. With the exception, <laughs> of, with the exception of Peyton Manning, but you've got Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Aaron Rodgers. All of those guys are are already in the top ten most
0: touchdown passes in, in their career. If I'm Drew Brees, though, like, why why am I even considering retirement? I mean, I, I get that, like, he has a family, and, and he, he just may, may be burnt out mentally, and I don't think he is, but, like, I, I just think you look at these five games that he's played, and his completion percentage is almost 80. He leads the league in rating at 122.3. He's the only starter in the entire league that has not thrown a pick yet this year, and I mean he, he's the front runner for MVP in my opinion. I mean Mahomes, you know, is kind of the darling media darling right now. But I mean, it's I think if if they were to pick an MVP right now, I think breeze would get it. Um, you know, through zero
3: interceptions. So,
0: yeah, That's right. so. I mean, you look at the way he's playing and, like, why why wouldn't he play next year? And, you know, I, I think at his age, at 39, it's year to year. But I, I just, like, at this level that he's playing, like, he, can you name a season where he's looked better? Because I can't. No, and here's, the, and here's the thing, right?
2: He's going to get paid $25 million next year. So, you know, people say, oh, the Saints can win the Super Bowl and he can ride off in the sunset. I'm not sure – that Drew Brees, like, when he retires, yeah, he's got all his business interests, but I don't think, like, networks are going to be clamoring for him to be, like, a color commentator and pay him $10 million a year. So I just don't, like, I don't know that he's going to walk away from $25 million, You know? um, it, You know, but we'll see. I mean they have Bridge, they have Bridgewater waiting, um, but my God, they have some bad quarterback and I just I, I, I mean, Andrew, I watched Sunday and I was like, the Giants need a quarterback, Jacksonville needs a quarterback. Um,
0: I, mean, you Denver, argue, I mean when you look at Jacksonville especially, man, that's like that's the one thing holding him back.
2: I mean, Jacksonville should they should consider calling up Loomis right now and getting Bridgewater. That's how bad fucking Bortles is, um, but that about wraps it up. So my my final oh my question God. to you is, Dave, and I, you can go first. Saints are four and one. Uh, how do you feel about things heading into the bye? Uh, I feel fucking amazing. How the hell else <laughs> would I feel? Are you
3: kidding me? This is this is as good as I would have ex- I could have possibly
2: imagined it would be at this point in this season. Is there anything that concern? what concerns you most?
3: Um, I don't know. Taysom Hill not getting enough touchdowns?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's a question that I just thought of. I wish I would have thought of it sooner, and I could have asked you guys sooner uh, before the show so you could think on it. But I'll go first so you guys can think of your answer. Who is a guy that if I told you, They can be awesome after the bye who hasn't really been great yet. I'm not going to pick Marcus Davenport because that's the obvious answer. But I'm going to say if they can have another linebacker besides Demario Davis be really good and just have... Even if it's just like a one-hit wonder, or it's a career year, or whatever the fuck it is, if they could just have a one other linebacker, whether it's uh, whether it's Craig Robertson or Anzalone, if they can have another oh my linebacker, God, so
3: offensive, so offensive.
2: If they can have another linebacker, be good. My favorite part about
0: uh, that is can, how much
2: Dave hates it. I know. <laughs> Um, if they can have another linebacker be very good, this defense can oh, kick ass. So, so Andrew, who is a player that you want to be very good after the buy?
0: Uh, Marshawn Latimer, and I, I think he's played pretty poorly through five weeks. I don't think he's been at, at his normal level. I think he's picked it up a little bit after the first few games. Um, and you know, I, I think the matchup against the Redskins, and I think their matchup against the Ravens in a couple weeks, it's not critical to have him. They they can win without him because those are two teams where I don't think they have very scary receivers. But um, I think at this point, at four and one in first place, um, I, I think it's okay to set the sights for Drew Brees having getting the MVP, and it's okay to set the sights for. This team winning a Super Bowl because they're capable of that. But in order for them to do that, they're gonna to have to beat teams like the Rams and the Vikings and the Eagles. And you know, a lot of teams are gonna step up and the Saints are gonna to have to be up to the task. And they can get away with beating teams like the Redskins and the Ravens, who don't have great receivers without Latimer, but eventually they're gonna need a lockdown, shutdown, Revis type corner. And he's going to have to get healthy and he's going to have to get up to that level because they're going to need him. And ultimately, you know, all these goals that we're talking about and all the success that we want this team to have, it has to go through having a lockdown elite corner. Um, So he's not playing at that level yet. Um, We saw him do it last year. I believe that he can, um, but he's going to have to get healthy first from the concussion. And um, then from there, He's he's gonna have to improve. So if there's one guy that I can pick, it'd be him.
2: Dave, one guy you can pick to be great after the buy.
3: Um, I didn't know I was getting this question. I would have been thinking about my answer already. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, and not Marcus Davenport. I- I'm gonna say, um.
0: I mean, we can't. I mean, I think we all three of us feel great about the offense. So like, yeah, none of I us mean, are going to pick the offense because we feel like that's like on the rails and it's gonna—it's a train that's going to keep moving. Yeah. I, I so don't it's got to be a defensive player, right?
3: Yeah. I mean,
0: or would you pick Will Lutz?
3: No, yeah. I wouldn't pick Will Lutz. I mean, I think he's fine. I mean, you know, he, he looked a little shaky last week, but. Um,
2: you could say 16, 16. – I thought that my second choice was going to be just give me sixteen starts from Armstead. That was going to be my other pick besides oh, the line. Yeah, that's I a like good. That.
3: Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's a, that is a really good one. I'll say, um, you yeah, know, let, let's say like Sheldon Rankins. Like, let's pick somebody on the middle that like like could really, you know, disrupt the middle of the pocket. That could really, that could really
1: bode like well for.
3: Yeah, that could really bode well for our defense for sure. That would be a game changer. Yeah. If you're getting pressure from the middle and the edge.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's a good way to wrap if it up. You had, Remember, if, if you if you had said onyamata, I think uh Ralph would have fainted. I mean,
2: I'm getting frustrated with Onyamata. They need to get him off of special teams. He's driving me up a fucking wall. But I'm still president of the Onyamata fan club, but it, but it's it's getting it's getting it's getting tense. So People, become a patron. You get all the extra shows. You get message board guy. You get hate uh, clowning Atlanta. You get all the fun stuff. So become a patron. Uh, We get to hate watch the rest of the NFC South this week. So that'll be fun. Um,
0: Who do the the Panthers play? uh,
2: I don't know. Atlanta plays Tampa, I believe. Hey,
0: Max Kellerman. Hey, Chris Sims. Hey, all you idiots on Twitter. Stop hating on Drew Brees. He's the greatest ever. Look at the stats. Look at 2012. Look at 2015. Look at the defenses he played with. Don't ever tell me Bart Starr is better ever again. Ever.
2: (laughs) Man, if it ain't ain't in HD, it ain't real. I don't want to hear about these non-HD fucking quarterbacks. So for Dave... For Andrew, I'm Ralph. Uh, Until next week, the bar is closed.